Did you know you can support your local independent bookstore and me in my efforts to promote books that feature women in aviation by shopping for your next aviatrix read on the Literary Aviatrix website? I built the website to serve as a central source to search and find books featuring women in aviation, and it was important to me to offer you the opportunity to buy from independent sellers. If the book you're interested in is available on bookshop.org, you'll find a link to purchase through my affiliate account on my website, which means I'll receive a small portion of the sale to support the content you love. Blue skies and happy reading. Liz Booker with a literary aviatrix author's note from writers whose work features women in aviation and other experts in the field of writing and publishing. This one is from season two, episode 25 in my conversation with publisher Brooke Warner of She Writes Press and Sparks Press. In it, we do a deep dive into hybrid publishing. To help us understand the distinction of a hybrid press from those other options of traditional and self-publishing. Yeah, thanks for asking. Hybrid is an old new space, I like to say, because in some ways it's been around forever and that traditional publishing houses have been cutting hybrid deals for a long time with entrepreneurial authors. The idea behind it is that the author pays something. It might be the entire publishing cost. It could be parts of it. It could be the print run. Whatever it is that the author is investing, it, and they're getting a higher royalty as a result. And so in that way, it's like a partnership publishing or co-publishing arrangement where the publisher is not fronting all of the costs. And since they're not fronting all the costs, the author gets a much higher royalty. And so that's the essence of the model of the business model of hybrid publishing. And so we started as a hybrid publisher because I legacy publishers have to have angel investors. They, there has to be some kind of deep pockets, which is why it's actually quite difficult to start a publishing company, a traditional publishing company anyway. And I mainly just wanted to give authors a platform, an opportunity. And a lot of authors were interested in self-publishing, but they didn't want to do it all themselves. And then the other issue with self-publishing, even if you do it all yourself and you're savvy and you learn the business, the downside of self-publishing always is distribution. There's always that missing piece for authors because you can get your book out and available on Amazon and all kinds of other platforms, but it's very difficult to get your book reviewed. It's very difficult to get into libraries and other retail spaces. And so one of the things we've been able to do, which has been such a game changer for us, is to have traditional distribution. So the primary things that make us hybrid are we act like a traditional publisher in many ways. We vet the manuscripts. We operate like a traditional house. We have traditional distribution. But where we are not traditional and never will be is that the authors, it's an author subsidized business model. And then the authors get 60% on print and 70% on ebook. So a much higher royalty than the traditional space. What's the, what is the average in the traditional space? Well, by comparison, I believe the standard royalties 
for traditional at this point are between seven and a half to 10% on print. And then on ebooks, normally about 25%. So we are giving a much higher royalty, which is expected. You know, I mean, that's the idea. If you're fronting the money, then you have a higher possibility of earning those expenses back if you are keeping the lion's share of the royalties. Yeah, I think that's huge. And then if you throw an agent in there (laughs) who's getting a portion of that advance, yeah, so that's a big deal. I went on the website both for She Writes and for Sparks. And you helped me understand why you had the two different imprints because I was wondering why there were two. (laughs) And you've got all your submission guidelines on there. But tell us a little bit about what you're looking for in a manuscript and what kinds of manuscripts you'll consider. What we're really looking for in the manuscripts is editorial quality. We're looking for a good story. We're looking for, we publish primarily fiction and memoir, but also other kinds of books. It's just that fiction and memoir is probably 80% of our list. And so when we're reading fiction and memoir, it's really about the story. It's a question of what is the deeper meaning in here, which are the answers are different depending on whether you're writing fiction and memoir and who the audience is, but we're looking for a cohesive story that holds together for good writing. And we're not evaluating manuscripts like traditional publishing is on the author herself. We are, of course, interested in the author, but it's not, you don't have to come to us with an already established brand. You don't have to have a giant social media following. So it really is about the book. And that was always my original vision. Because what was happening when I was working in traditional publishing was, I was going to editorial meetings, and I would fall in love with a book, and I would bring it to the staff meetings where we were going to acquire, and I would just be gushing over the project. And the marketing team would be there and say, who's the author? What does she look like? What's her social media presence? what's her following, blah, 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 blah. And then the book would be shot down based on those external factors and nothing to do with editorial. And it was incredibly disheartening because I was coming from the editorial side, not the marketing side. And that is a really common kind of thing that you'll see unfold in acquisitions meetings these days at big houses. Wow. That's, yeah. Do you consider this hybrid space to be a disruptor? That's what it feels like to me. Definitely. Now that I'm 10 years in, I don't feel so disruptive as I did in the early days. When I was one, two, three years in, I was fighting all the time, like for legitimacy and doing lots of advocacy. And it's not to say we don't still need that. We do. And also more hybrid publishers are entering the marketplace at all all times. But now what I think we need is more standards. But it used to be like, we're very disruptive, we're doing this new thing. But then, of course, it was successful. And so people have flooded the space. And so what I feel is more important now is having some sort of measures for authors and for the industry so that they know which hybrids are reputable, you know, which ones are really doing the good work and serving authors well, because whenever you have a successful kind of business model, and then other people come in, some of them are really legitimate with good hearts and desire to help authors, but some of them are misrepresenting themselves and at the very worst, sometimes predatory. Oh, so on this topic, like what should authors be looking for and what distinguishes you in this space um, from other reputable hybrid publishers? 
Yeah. So one of the things that I did that I'm really proud of in 2018, I believe it was work with the Independent Book Publishers Association to create a hybrid criteria. And so we developed some points on a like a checklist, basically, that authors can look at and say, okay, a hybrid has a hybrid publisher has to check all these boxes. So that is available on the Independent Book Publishers Association website. And I think that's a hugely valuable resource. And so then you can distinguish between who's doing what they're supposed to be doing and who's doing whatever and still calling themselves hybrid. And then what distinguishes us, I really think we've been at it for a long time. We came onto the scene we're not the oldest hybrid by any means, but we're one of the ones that's been around the longest and we're one of the most award winning. And so as a, as such, I see myself as setting some kind of standard, but I I think it's always the case that 10 years in the proof is in the sales. The proof is in the fact that the books have done well, that we have incredible distribution into all kinds of marketplaces that we're not just putting the books up on Amazon. We're getting into bookstores, retailers, libraries, wholesalers. So for me, it's really about the reach is hugely important and also the demonstrated sales and the reputation. It's not that every single author has had a glowing experience with us. People get disappointed and not all books sell super well, but by and large, I think we're doing a giant service to the authors and our books are bearing out and selling and the press has a really glowing reputation.